1: There's a funny story about being at that game. You had an encounter with an old lady. <laughs> that year we went to Nashville. We were getting ready to go to the Nashville Predators game. Yep. And, I and Johnny's wearing a suitor jersey. And we <laughs> On had, purpose, I yep, might add. <laughs> yep. And we had, just, we had just picked up suitor. Predators fans were bitter. The understatement.
0: Yeah, the aforementioned bitterness of the suitor uh sweater bridgestone arena yeah and we're standing in the concourse waiting to get a beer people kind of start chanting or she had been 75 pushing 80 but she was just fitting and, and hyper as a teenager yeah i
1: thought i had heard she was like poking you in the chest or mm-hmm.
0: something. oh yeah
1: <laughs> The Range Podcast is brought to you by Vapor Trail Archery, makers of the best bowstrings money can buy, originators of limb-driven arrow rest technology, and innovators of stokerized stabilizer systems. Yeah, what is it? Seventy
0: percent of the times, so all the statistics are correct. Yeah, something like that. Seventy percent, seventy percent, all the time. Yeah, yeah, seventy percent, all the 60% time. Sixty percent
1: of the time, it works every time.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: All right, Ron Burgundy.
1: <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the range. I'm Ricky Bruley, and joining me on this epic journey is Hollywood. Tagging along is our special guest, Olympic gold medalist and our director of operations, John Betker. How are you guys?
2: Good. How you doing, buddy? I'm awesome. Doing wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Just got off the range.
1: Nice. Shooting well. How yeah, well? I saw that you shot a nice score yesterday. Yeah. Well,
2: did you say how well? Yeah. Well, I never miss. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's a uh, 356x, so that's nice. awesome. the four ran away from me. So
1: That's why we got you here, because I can't do that. Yeah, not no me. Way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying. Right? Well, hey, thank you all for joining us for episode three titled, No Plan is the Plan. Uh, the last two episodes were heavily scripted, so I wanted to take some time to simply just BS for a little bit and just kind of see where it goes. Um, Again, just want to start off by giving a huge thanks to everyone uh, who is currently listening. The feedback has been amazing. And uh, I do, even though the plan is no plan, I do have a couple of topics in mind uh, just to get the gears turning. Uh, And the main topic of discussion will be around turkey hunting today since we're, well, by the time this airs, turkey season will pretty much be done, but we just want to... For some of it is done. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, gripe and complain and whine and and cheer and all that kind of stuff that turkey hunting does for you
0: what that'd be you
2: (laughs) what am i
1: (laughs) big old cut that part where it says hollywood in bold your we're time. already there? Yep. My goodness. Sorry, okay. I was whipping, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <and> I, <laughs> I'm
2: like, all right, we're through the first bullet point. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of noticed
1: as I was going to, I'm like, man, I'm going so, really fast. But, but anyways,
2: So
0: the <laughs> plan of no plan is executing yeah, excellently. At this really point. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so after a huge uh, cut, um, yeah, so part of the reason why we have Johnny here. Uh, it's because he's part of the team that paved the way. Um, as how we effectively bow hunt turkeys these days. Um, and <laughs> you love it. Yep. Uh, and I'll let him tell all that story right there. How are you doing, Johnny?
0: I'm doing well, buddy. How are you? Uh, you know how I'm doing. <laughs> exactly <laughs> I how doing. I do not have a bird, for
2: those that are wondering, and he does.
0: So. Hey, I give you an A for effort, though. You're yeah. putting it in. You know, you're yeah. getting out there early in the morning. Them 4 a.m. wake-up calls are brutal. Yeah. First day or two, not too bad. Day like 17, yeah, it's yeah, that's a grind. I think
2: I'm about there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, today I actually took a day off, so I look nice and pretty for the podcast today. So, uh, <laughs> Shaved up all clean. Uh, yeah, yeah, the damn, son. Back to your
0: 16-year-old face. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but
2: you're right. Yeah, 3, 3.30, like depending on how far you have to drive. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's just it's getting to be taxing.
0: That's, I've always loved those 10 to 2 birds.
2: Yeah, yeah, nice sleep in session and yep. get up, and go kill. And well, even like you said, early in the morning or early in the season, mm-hmm. the sun's not getting up that early. No. So you can kind of sleep in, so to speak. Yeah. And now yeah. it's like, it's up at five a.m. You're ready to shoot. It's like, <laughs> yep (laughs) like yeah it's getting tougher so
0: it is it is birds are moving good though right now so a lot of guys are having luck a lot of guys are already tagged out even the guys like you that haven't had a bird go down yet you've had opportunity you've seen birds you've seen them moving around so you know but you're also doing the public land thing which again i applaud you for because that's a tough hunt but you know public land it gets real tough to really zone in on them birds anybody comes out there and bumps them in the morning bumps them off the roost chases them around midday yeah, who knows i mean yeah, had the one guy came in and sit behind you that yeah. kind of boogered up that one hunt just so.
2: mentioned that one yeah i've had exactly that yeah walks yeah. in at six the sun's already been up for an hour buddy yep you know ruined my that, that tom was destined to come in and didn't commit
1: that's super frustrating yeah, yeah
2: it I'm is and a headache and a half so <laughs> yeah yeah and, and I mean I've been driving lots miles you know mm-hmm. putting in the scouting and everything and just like Johnny said all public land you know I, I have a couple opportunities now with private land but <laughs> I'm just going the tougher way about it but yeah it's so, it's a tough battle it's really tough we so we got a few <clears> weeks <throat>
1: left I, mm-hmm. I might try to see if I can get out again but i don't know who knows we'll see how that goes by the time this airs i might have a bird on the ground who knows Mm -hmm. yeah i might have a spot oh (laughs) i got got, if if i had a a shotgun
2: i could kill a lot of birds right now yeah
1: yeah there's there's a few spots i could go i suppose i've got some opportunities but who knows we'll see how that goes i still don't want to bring a bow out really I just want to bring a gun. Come on, man. I just want to bring a gun and just be just get it done. Just it's, shoot him in the face hard. and be done
0: with it. It's still
1: hard the two days that I spent out there, man. I just it couldn't You went on terrible days, man. Oh, it was horrible.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was bad.
1: <laughs> Rained constantly, it was cold. Uh-huh. We were flipping coins all day long. That was pretty much it. And I hunting with my good buddy Travis and between him and I we have such a difficult time like just making a decision. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man, well, we could do this. We could do that. We spent half our day trying to figure out what we could do. <laughs> Instead of committing. But um, uh, the, the awesome thing is, is like, so, of course, the, I leave, or I'm done with the hunt, right? And Travis stays one more day and kills his bird that next morning, which was super awesome. I was just bummed okay. out that I didn't get to be there for it. Right. He, he actually, it actually ended up being like a, a, a stock that he put on the bird, And I haven't got the details from him yet. He did say it wasn't pretty, but he got it done. So (laughs) (laughs) say a dead bird is a dead bird, man. Yep, (laughs) doesn't matter how it went, right? But um, so Johnny, I don't want to get too much into detail about uh, what Hollywood alluded to earlier, Mm -hmm. because I think we need to save that for another episode. But maybe just kind of elaborate a little bit on what that means. What 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 team was it that you were a part of that kind of paved the way for? turkey hunting as we know it with a bow?
0: Well, the crash course of my path that led me here, the the stepping stone that started it all for me was is I had the great privilege of being uh, part of the original double bull archery team. Uh, and anybody familiar with turkeys and ground blinds, uh, even the younger generation, you've had to have been exposed at this point to who double bull is and what they did and what they were all about. And uh, it was an absolute joy. It's, it's one of those career-making moments, life-making moments that I'll never be able to repeat. Regardless of how great Vapor Trail is, we have a very similar setup here as far as the energy, the excitement, the innovation, and everything that we're trying to do to, to build our brand and grow our company. There are many, many, many similarities, but Double Bull Archery was kind of lightning in a bottle. <laughs> um you know they they caught it perfectly they timed it perfectly almost everything we did it just seemed to work uh, i mean it was almost too easy i hate to say it that yeah. way mm-hmm. uh, and again it was just a absolute boatload of fun and you know one of the perks of the job is you know hey do you want to you know go kill a turkey it's like well yes I do, (laughs) you know, so there were a lot of times we'd, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, a a lot of people think that when you're in the hunting industry or the archery industry, they seem to get this perception that, oh, you're in the archery industry, you must hunt all the time. Um, well, here's a little dirty secret about that is if you're actually successful with what you do within this industry, your hunting time is greatly limited. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so there were many, many, many times that we would be building blinds up to 6, 7, 8 o'clock p.m. on a Friday night where four of us would jump into two different loaded down pickup trucks with blinds, food. Everything else, and we drive six, eight hours into somewhere in the northeast Nebraska where we would basically end up at the parking lot at sunup so that we then could go out into the field, get the blinds set up, turkey hunt all weekend, and then we'd usually put the birds to bed on Sunday night. Mm-hmm jump back in the truck haul butt all the way home so that we got back to the factory where we'd go directly to the factory and literally just the shells of the blinds with no rods in them we'd basically fall down in them and take a two-hour nap before we had to get back up and go to work that morning gosh yeah, you know, which i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't trade it for anything it was a blast uh, if i was 30 years younger i'd do it again in a heartbeat i think if i tried that now i'd probably die before i even got to nebraska much less getting back but right um yeah double bull was an absolute blast i can't say how much fun that was and that was the stepping stone for me to get to where i am now why why i do what i do now right um you know brief little pit stops along the way when double bull was uh bought out and acquired by primos okay. i did have the luxury of uh, going along for that ride, so to say, where I did work with the guys at Primos for a couple of years as a regional sales manager. Uh, can't say enough about Will. Uh, Jimmy, that's a little bit different, but that's a story between him and I. And, and <laughs> if he ever hears this, I hope you still have that bobblehead of me. Um, oh,
1: John, see, Johnny's got a bobblehead. I didn't even know that. I do. Wow, I do. It's
0: on Jimmy Primos' desk. At least it used to be, whether or not <laughs> oh, it is dear. still now. That's what so. happens when you're an Olympic gold medalist. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> It was during my trial run, so, Yeah. So, and then uh, and then I voluntarily left Primos a couple years into it, where I then went over to uh, Magnus Broadheads and assumed the vice president position over at Magnus Broadheads, working with Mike Somm.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, great product, great brand. Uh, that brand does really well in our pro shop as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been a big believer of them, even before I went to that brand, as far as being employed by them. So... I can't say enough good things about Mike and Magnus. And then one thing led to another, uh, just a bizarre set of, uh, you know, circumstances and relationships as we all know at this table within the industry. Uh, I'd been friends with Steve and Jared for many, many years. In fact, I actually heard Steve reference on his podcast Uh, What I've told you guys before, that when they were still a fledgling company, that Double Bull had basically hijacked them into the ATA show underneath their badges. Mm -hmm. That was actually me who hijacked their badges for them so they could get in. Um, But with that, you know, after a little bit of communication and conversation and the growth that Vapor Trail was seeing at that time, they extended the opportunity for me to come on as the sales director, which I jumped at in a heartbeat. So, came on there, and that was seven years ago now. Yeah, seven years ago now. So, uh, and that's been a blast. Uh, You know, all the things have happened in that time period, uh, all the changes of the company, changing the personnel. You know, ears loved working with ears when she was still here. Yeah. Uh, glad he's doing phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the fact that he's happy, healthy, great family, cute little kid, bunch yeah. of dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but it'd still be fun to have him around just yeah. so I can zap him with the rubber band. <laughs> so, um, you know, and then obviously the departure of Steve and the introduction of Rory. Obviously, we know what kind of whirlwind that's been uh over the last several years all of it good but yeah. definitely one of those things that every day you wake up and go so what's it gonna be today yeah <laughs> yeah it's like what? when is when are we
1: gonna have a second yeah. to breathe right? yeah yeah it's, yeah exactly. never never
0: i've come to that conclusion that today yep uh, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> exactly oh, my gosh so um all i gotta say that is lightsaber so all right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but and then it was probably, I don't even honestly remember, I think it's about two years ago, two and a half years ago, well, it was right after yours left, mm. uh, is the decision was finally made to go from sales director to director of operations. And uh, of course, I was right in the peak of, you know, COVID and the pandemic and all the issues of, you know, just the flow of business and pipeline issues and everything else that went on during that time period so that was definitely an interesting time to suddenly be responsible for all of that right. but yeah uh we got through that pretty well though and then of course obviously the transition over to the new building which i know you guys discussed at length in prior podcasts so yeah. i won't dwell on that too much but you know so now here we sit in you know the taj mahal doing a podcast so yeah
1: yeah it's, it's pretty fun. cool and i'm glad we finally get you on to yeah uh I kind of want to just backpedal a little bit because yeah. I, before I didn't know you really well before you started with Vapor mm-hmm. trail. And even to this day, like I still don't feel like I know you well enough. It's uh-huh. like, man, we don't go out and have enough beers. Right. But, uh, I remember, like at ATA shows and stuff like that, you were always just like, hey, what's up, man? Uh-huh. Just like really invested, like wanting to know what's going on. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, is this is kind of, man, I don't really know this guy very well. But <laughs> all right, let's go. You know, yeah. just conversations with you were always awesome. And then that year we went to Nashville. And <laughs> and we we went out one night to have some drinks. And and Johnny comes rolling in. And you're wearing a, um, and this is for you, Brian Fortenbaugh. <laughs> Johnny comes in wearing his wild sweater Uh and wild uh, stocking cap with a little ball on the top. Yep. Um, I'll never forget that, you know. And (laughs) we're just sitting there talking and stuff because we were getting ready to go to the Nashville Predators game. Yep. And I can't remember. You probably remember who they were playing. It wasn't the wild.
0: No, it was uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim
1: Ducks. Yep. Yeah, and Johnny's wearing a suitor jersey. (laughs) And we On had, purpose, I yep, might add. Yep, and we had just <laughs> we had just picked up Suter, so uh, Predators fans were bitter.
0: The understatement.
1: Yeah, I mean, and for all the years
0: that we played him, every time Suter had the puck, they would boo him. Oh yeah, every time. If if we were in Nashville. Yep. Kind kinda of funny now that when he plays for Dallas and comes to the wild we all boo him. <laughs> right. I know that oh, poor Weird guy. how that works out, but that go on. <laughs> poor guy, you
1: know, he's probably just one of the nicest guys too, except mm-hmm. his acting is really bad, like those commercials. The that air conditioner
0: for... commercials?
1: No, that wasn't that was uh Jared Spurgeon. That was Spurgeon. Oh yes, yeah. that's right. He did, he did quick trip commercials. Yes, yes, so. yes, yes. And he was I was like, boy, he's you know, I mean he Wisconsin farmer, right? <laughs> Not an actor. No, not but, at all. Hey, you know, you got to do your PR yeah. stuff, right? Uh, anyway, so there's a funny story about being at that game. You had an encounter with an old lady. <laughs> Spring is here and turkey hunting is in full swing. Successfully killing a turkey with a bow is extremely challenging, so after you notch that tag, be sure to give your bow some love by installing a brand new set of Vapor Trail VTX bowstrings. Our proprietary VTX material with sci-fi technology, Set It and Forget It, is proven to hold up better in varying weather conditions, includes a lifetime service guarantee against manufacturer defects, and are available in thousands of color combinations to match your custom archery setup. With our three-day ship guarantee, you can be back up and running in no time flat. Contact your local dealer or give us a call at eight 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 bowstring. That's eight 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 B W S T R N G. Quit your crying and have confidence in your equipment with VaporTrail VTX bowstrings.
0: Um. So the aforementioned bitterness of the suitor uh, sweater. Yeah, so we're standing in, what is it, Bridgestone Arena, Yeah, and we're standing in the concourse waiting to get a beer, and I'm with three really good buddies, Brian Ma that you already mentioned, uh, another good friend of mine, Bob Humphreys, and then a really good friend of mine, Dave Deming, and of course, those guys will prod anything along <laughs> if it humors them, of so... You know, of course, people kind of start chanting, suitor. That's kind of their negative chant for him. And all of a sudden this, I say this respectfully, but this granny, she had been 75 pushing 80, but she was just fitting and and hyper as a teenager. (laughs) And she wanted to get into it with me over suitor. And I mean, get into it with me, like physically, like she was ready to take me down. And Basically, if you remember, like, high school fights, how people all of a sudden kind of get a little chippy with each other, and all of a sudden the magic circle opens up, and here you go. <laughs> well, the next thing I know, I'm in this circle with this granny chewing my butt about wearing a suitor jersey. And, of course, I got Brian, Dave, and Bob behind me egging around, going, yeah, we told them not to wear that. I'm like, come on, guys. So, of course, obviously nothing happened, and I walked away unscathed, but there was a mini Riot going on there for a minute that I thought was going to end badly for me. So yeah, I thought I had heard she was like poking you in the chest or mm-hmm. something. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she's yes. doing, like those
2: points. Oh yeah,
0: I can't believe you'd wear that here. I'm like, where am I? Going? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> Obviously, you don't know Johnny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> poke the bear. Poke the bear. Yeah. So well, that was the same game that we were sitting. I mean, I knew you guys were there. I. Think, because I think Steven said something to me, so I knew there was going to be guys from Vapor Trail there, and how they show people up on the screen, the jumbotron, yeah, and the jumbotron during intermissions and timeouts and stuff like that. Sitting there minding my own beeswax, and all of a sudden I look up on the screen, and there's Steve on the screen. So I texted him and, like, wow, you look fat on TV. <laughs> and he's like, looking around, and they kept on going back to you guys. I think you got flashed up there a
1: couple times. They, were, they came, they came, they got us twice. And it was, I, if I remember, it was me and Steve, and I'm pretty sure Greg Bratner. Yes. And I think one other person, if I remember, because we were up there for. Um, because BCY does a party yeah. for all of the string manufacturers every year, and that's what they did that year. So we were in a, um, we had like a suite where they had hot dogs yep. and all kinds of food. It was so cool. Yep. Um, but yeah, they came up to it. They came to, to us twice. When they came back the second time, then we all were like pulling up our shirts so that we could show <laughs> off the Trail logo, you know, yeah. just to try to promote a little bit. Yep. Yeah, we were pretty wild up there. So they apparently wanted to get the camera on us. Yeah. It was wild that you saw that too. Uh, gee, out of the blue, I was like, Looks like Vapor Trail. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be honest, I, other than that and eating hot dogs, I don't remember much of that game. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Yeah. yeah. We, were, we were a little
0: I, uh, tore up. I waited till at least after the game until things got fuzzy. <laughs> which good thing, or I probably would have punched a granny. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, you said seven years that you've been with Vapor Trail now. Yeah. I'm like Yeah. Dude, I, I think I'm one day or three days out from 10 years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you were
2: before me. Yeah. Like 10 years being around. I mean, yeah. I had like a couple breaks here and there during college and whatnot, but yeah, yeah, I I just realized I'm like, Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. we're already to May. Cause we were all just joking about it. Like a couple of months ago, we're like, no way. I found this email from Rick like when I was hired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He sent it to me at <laughs> mini like, Hollywood. Yeah. 13. I'm like, oh my God. Yep. Wow. Maybe just, it was yesterday. Might
1: just got yesterday. your first email account.
2: Yeah. Probably. <laughs> it's probably like the first few. Was, was it an AOL? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I might be a little young for that. <laughs> using, just missed it.
1: Using right? the Netscape browser. Search, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: gosh. We are dating ourselves big time here, Johnny. Trying uh, to think of what I would have emailed you over. Maybe a regular desktop computer, but I'm sure it wasn't fancy.
1: <laughs> I'm guessing not. Probably from a school computer. Like yeah, the yeah. old one of the old colorful iMacs. Or gosh, that's probably oh, yeah. before your time even. No, first. we
2: still had some at our school. They're pretty badass.
0: Apple two E. Yeah. <laughs> oh geez. First computer I ever used, baby. Wow. <laughs> that was wow. that with Double Bowl? No. Okay. No, that was high school. That was oh. ages ago. So
2: sorry sorry oh we can circle back to this turkey hunting stuff oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to uh divert, oh, no. divert f- uh, to talk about my tenure here
1: this is good all we need we just need to make sure that we um, get you talking some more mm-hmm. um, because we've come to find out that you have quite a few fans there was some people mm-hmm. that were upset that you didn't get enough time
0: <laughs> Me? Um, yeah, yeah so you uh, clearly you have like more keeping than...
2: record number lows <laughs>
0: Like low, my my job here today is to get you to yak. Yeah, well, which type? <laughs> you might have
1: more fans for more fans than I do. I've I've got like twelve, so you, I don't know. You might have yeah, a couple dozen. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, we'll see kind of how it goes. But so the t- back to the, going back to the turkey hunt, like you were saying, um, what is? Tell us your uh, journey so far this year with Turkey Hunt and how that's been going for you.
2: <laughs> there's not much of a journey. It just ends up bird watcher. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> it's, it's right there. Is it, is it
1: actual birds you're watching or just decoys?
2: No, there's some birds. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. I, th- I think uh, Monday. So I don't work Mondays. I think that was the first day I've seen no birds because I tried doing the 10 to two hunt. Mm-hmm. Boy, that was, <laughs> that was a waste of my time. Really? And I slept yeah. really well and I had three deer come running right up to me and I was like, Why? of course. Yeah, <laughs> of mm-hmm. course. Wrong season. But yeah, it's, uh, for me it's been, um, very active, but man, just the birds have been so hand up and if they're hand up, it's like, uh, yesterday when I went out, mm-hmm. I was texting you, you know, it's like, there's one hen. Yeah. Like, just break free. And mm. I have three toms on me. Mm-hmm. But no, they're going to sit on private property 50 yards away, fanned up, just, you know, showing off. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they turn and walk the other way.
0: It's like, God oh, dang, man. For the pea sized brain that they have, they're actually not that stupid. They are the smartest, dumbest bird. If they could smell, you'd never see a turkey, ever. Yeah. No. Oh,
2: I know. It'd be terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, I can actually shower before I go out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Uh yeah and i mean i'm still i'm still rocking this year i'm running um the black hornets for ah, my yep. broadheads uh johnny got me on the magnus um i i for all of you that are listening i mean i have only turkey hunted like hardcore for like three years now because i've always been like whatever it's just a stupid bird <laughs> uh three years ago got nothing um last year got my first and that's when i was like talking to johnny about magnus he's like you can't be shooting anything else (laughs) only magnus (laughs) so i shot one with a bull or not bullhead uh buzz cut buzz cut uh stinger buzz cut um awesome blade this year i'm just trying to black hornet because that thing has to be awesome it's just i have not shot anything with it so Mm -hmm. trying that um and were you guys the first with like the bullhead style since i accidentally said that uh, well, no,
0: to, I mean, they're there's the most predominant one right now, but there yeah. are others. The guillotine that uh, was that Aerodynamics was, yeah. I believe they were the first one, mm-hmm. uh, but the bullhead was very, very closely behind. Yeah. So and as far as that category, that type of head, now granted, I admit wholeheartedly I'm biased in that, but they're the ones that have stuck around the longest, been the most durable and the most reliable, you know, there's been others that have come and gone, but bullheads have been there since they've come out they've just maintained yeah so, I, and and they are fun I mean once you finally get a little more confidence and you know <laughs> feel like taking a, a not necessarily a trick shot but a different shot uh, it is fun I mean I've done done it twice uh, those are the ones that I was successful with I won't give you the body count on how many I was unsuccessful with Um <laughs> But they're a lot of fun. Now, so. with those are you running a different arrow setup completely? Because I uh, see like some guys are running like a flu flu. I guess. Yeah, it's system. totally different arrow. Well, you so you put the strings on my bow. You saw my arrows because you paper tuned mine. That's yeah. a bullhead arrow. Oh, okay. it's a full length victory. Yeah, uh, yeah with okay. with uh, four inch feathers. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you're just so going for stabilization. Finish. Yep.
2: Yeah. Don't cut my flipping fingers off exactly yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah
0: because you bring up a point that's yeah. you want to make sure that arrow and that bullhead's out there far enough because a lot of guys will do that pointer finger stuff like that yeah. we used to get plenty of pictures a of guy that would just slice right down as they <sighs> shot where yikes it's like yeah okay and just make it so i can't do that <laughs> Did you, have you guys seen the uh that video of
2: belmar going around as much as i Care not to reference. I don't him. want to talk about it Yeah, okay. was, to be honest, there's some really good videos of heads cutting in half. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. by those types of brackets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. it's pretty amazing though, but it's pretty gruesome. I've maybe one of you guys have said it. Like some guys don't like using it because it doesn't make for a pretty picture. I mean, it, you know, it doesn't depends on what you're going for. I feel like that's a social media guy that's going to be talking more on that aspect of. Right. You
0: know, if you know. you're going for a quick, clean, ethical kill that has pretty much absolutely no recovery to it whatsoever, other than okay. not walking out to your decoys to pick them up, mm-hmm. you know, then honestly, if you execute the shot, there is not a better place to shoot a 100%. turkey. you know, but yeah, but if you're going for the nice, pretty trophy glamour shot afterwards, yeah, trying to, piece back ahead that's been split in four different parts <laughs> and the waddles all torn up and the necks all torn up yeah it's yeah that that's where rick comes in with adobe yeah so <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i
1: exactly the argument is it's about as quick a clean a kill you can get mm-hmm. i just right and i it, for whatever reason it's really like incredible to see and look at i don't it's just <laughs> i don't know if it, it sounds weird but it just is I just don't. I I have concerns about whether that's going to, you know, turn off certain people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, if it turns them off, maybe they're not the people you want, right? Yes. But at the same time, you know, I I always just want to advocate for hunting as much as I possibly can, so I'll Agreed. avoid showing that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah, trying to avoid the the gruesome stuff mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, it's you know, it's one thing to have you know a decap shot where it's like you just see the head fall off and the turkey falls over and dies you know what i mean mm-hmm. some of them where it's like their head is getting split into four pieces is <laughs> it's, it's, it's whoa yeah um, wild and for sure you're going to get all kinds of attention for that oh and, no doubt and you know whether that's good attention or not i i don't know but my, uh, but they yeah effectiveness absolutely 100 percent. it's yep. the way to go that's how i've killed both my birds with a bow really yeah, yeah. which yeah only, I've only killed two with a bow, which is, to, to what Johnny was saying earlier, I won't tell you the number of uh, turkeys that I've flung arrows at and
2: <laughs> had no success. Yeah, I, I kind of like the idea, like, I don't know. I've talked to you guys about going with the bowl heads and whatnot, but I don't know. I feel like it can be a little bit more of tuning issues, but I just like the idea of having the chance of maybe I'm a little cocky, but mm-hmm. I'm confident in my – long range Mm -hmm. and so like if I had to I mean someone might go well why haven't you shot one then if you've seen so many birds well it's not always that close or you know if they're holding still like you know three years ago when I started uh a guy that used to work here brought me out to private land and this bird was just all balled up I mean just puffed up 80 yards away I'm like dude he's standing perfectly still I could send this no problem (laughs) Uh, the only problem was there's a wire horse. fence like a wire yeah. fence mm-hmm. so i'm like well i'm not going to try and sneak one through that pay the farmer back like you know that sort of deal but i like the idea of being able to get a little more distance where you know if that bird mm-hmm. is hung up at 30 make, can you make a shot with a bullhead at 30 i mean
0: you can you can but i don't recommend <laughs> so it look a little weird i do well, not so recommend just, I, it <laughs> it's a long ways yeah. yeah
1: there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong you got those <clears throat> you know blades out there and you right. can get a lot of planing that sort of thing
2: but, like i mean jeremiah out back You know, this year he shot his at, like, 32 or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely a possibility where, you know, you might limit yourself with going with the... Yeah, but he was using a conventional blade, so, you know,
0: that's totally different.
2: Right. So
1: Yeah, I mean, we were shooting them. The first one I shot was with ears, and I was shocked to find out that he would. we would only set the decoys up at, like, six yards. Yep. And so I would have to practice super close range because I didn't even have, you know, my normal pin setup wouldn't even, you know, spread that close, (laughs) but... Then one interesting tidbit, too, that I've, uh, that I just realized is I was watching the hunting public and Aaron Moore was talking about how, uh, you know, just before he takes that shot, he'll throw out two quick, just little cuts. Yeah. And then it gets them to raise their head and pause for a second Mm -hmm. and gives you that opportunity to take that shot. And I was always, I kind of thought, oh, well, that's interesting. Then I was going back and looking at a bunch of footage from uh, when I was hunting with ears. And so I'm listening to how he's calling and every single time like there's a video of steve shooting a bird uh, both of them shot a bird they got a double and in that video ears does just that he yeah. just burp burp and then turkey stops whack yep and then five minutes later these jakes are running around and same thing he did the same thing so that's how that's definitely something you know to, to think about when you're doing that because a lot of people you know they say, oh well, you know, if the birds are in close, you don't want to call because then you might spook them off or something like that. Or if they're coming in, don't, don't call. But um, that's you know, it's proven to work yeah. in a lot yeah. of different scenarios. And less calling, like a little bit, like with the yelps. You know what I mean? You right. and I were talking about that the other day. Yeah. How I get into this thing where I'm like, burr, 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 you know, and it's like <laughs> pretty soon you're wound up. You're yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and 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 the way ears was calling and exactly what Aaron was saying too, is it's just, just three, just burp, 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 you know, and let it be. And just to give them some confidence as they're coming in mm-hmm. yep. and uh, you don't have to get too crazy with it. You got to soften
2: it up. A I was going to say, I do some like soft clocks and whatnot, you know, yeah. just some real small mm-hmm. like feeding clocks sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Like when they're coming in and, Seems to be fine, but yeah. that's yeah. the hens that come in for me.
0: So. <laughs> that's I don't mind the hens coming in though. Yeah, I'm, no. A I'm... lot of birds I've killed, I've killed because I've called the hens in and eventually right. the toms will come with them. Yeah. That's how I killed my bird this year, was doing yeah. exactly that. Yeah. So if
2: if those if I could get that one to commit like last week when my legs mm-hmm. just went dead on me because yeah we'll we'll get to that go on yeah (laughs) i get in there way late not way late but again public land wars i go to a different spot and get in late and michael i'm just gonna rock you know no blind and had yeah exactly that i had six hens just all feeding around me Mm -hmm. you know outside of a blind i'm just like because my legs are just numb because okay. I've been on my knees at this point for like 40 minutes.
0: Saying outside maybe. of a blind implies that you had a blind at that point. 100% correct.
2: <laughs> 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 I was like, I don't want to set up in the you know, the light. You know, They might see me uh, coming in, and then lo and behold, I get like 300-yard like walk. I get out there, and I hear you know, gobbles just going off. I'm like, cool, they roosted where they've never roosted before. They're twice the distance away. I could have brought the double bowl out, (laughs) Mm -hmm. popped her up in the trees, and I would have been perfect, you know, perfectly fine. Yesterday, I did that. I did exactly that. I actually was sat up right underneath the roost, and God, I mean, I'd be damned, man. I just, (laughs) they see it right there, like, oh, decoy? No, I'll go that way. And they go right on the, and they're like, oh, private land? Cool. And then they just sit and watch you. They're mm-hmm. sitting there with their middle finger.
1: Yeah, decoys are a 50 50. You know, it's yes. like if you've got three good toms that are getting fired up, you know what I mean? You don't have to worry. But sometimes you get yeah. those like satellite ones that are just bouncing around and they kind of can push them away. So it's tricky, man. Because then there's other times
2: where you're like, gosh, if I had a decoy,
1: he'd have been on it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So frustrating. I've just For been things.
2: like, I would pay to have a satellite Tom. What did I have yesterday? Mm-hmm. But then again, he's hand up and it's just like, yeah. and like i feel like sometimes like the satellite toms you might be able to pull a little bit easier just because you know hopefully they're more dominant if they're subdominant maybe they see that mm-hmm. hen or a couple mm-hmm. of hens like oh good i can find here and uh, or the hens
0: he's with are bred and he's like Ey. yeah so yeah. more so mm-hmm. that's
2: what i've been hoping for because other times we're you know sitting there with like you said three toms and it's like they, they haven't seen the decoys, honestly. They, they don't break that tree line. I, I think I send a text every day to Johnny. They're not breaking the tree line. <laughs> <laughs> like, every day. So, yeah, it's just been a struggle. I'm just trying to get them to come out and just commit.
0: Last month I've had more conversation with Wood between six AM and eight AM <laughs> than any other time of the day. Yeah, right.
2: than an ATA show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if exactly.
1: If you'd stop trying to be a Chris B or a Michael Hunsucker sucker and yeah. just sit in a blind. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, and Sam left me with his double bullet. And he's actually hunting today. And he, he's just in it with the Toms right now, and I don't know. I don't know what he texts me now, but he's got them. But mm-hmm. I'm like, so he's got his other blind, but I'm like, man, that'll suck. It's like, what, 70 degrees out right now? Oh, and it's almost 80. Yeah. I mean, it's warm, and he doesn't have his double bowl, so he's got to be sweating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 78 right now. Yeah, nice.
1: So, oof-ta.
2: Yeah. So, shout out to double bowl in that respect. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> going with the, uh, what do they call that? Like the like in, invisible, like mesh stuff you know like oh, just shoot through mesh yeah, yeah. Like, well it's just insane like you get that 360 view mm-hmm. it's great on a day like today where it breathes but yep. oh man oh is that
1: the one you're is that the blind you're using one yeah those 360 and, ones
2: yeah super nice but my
0: god i mean well when make it's sure cold, when and it's make sure cold, you open though. the vent on top too that he doesn't helps that and, Oh, done oh
2: he yeah no that mm-hmm. one's it's just a full cap um on top but yeah when there's a little breeze though or, mm-hmm. like when we went out when it was raining a couple of weeks ago. Like you might have been, you you two were gone, um, but when it rained, you were hunting actually. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh I mean, yeah, that was raining. when you were. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, like the uh, that three sixty blind. She lets water in, so I mean, <laughs> oh my really? Bow, yeah, my bow was just soaked, but whatever. It's just the bow. Uh, that's vapor trail products is gonna hold up, you know, to the weather. So. Whatever, but <laughs> it's just, I mean, <laughs> nicely done. You're gonna, yeah, shameless plug. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh but yeah, besides the point, it's just, mm-hmm. I think it's a little chilly, but on a day like today, it's just like, yes, yeah, this, this is so nice. A little bit of a breeze coming through. Yeah, I'd,
0: I'd be all cold in the bottom of the blind right now. Same. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just thinking of it right now.
1: Yeah. Oh man, my old, my old double bull. I, I've wrote out some thunderstorms. In that <laughs> oh, thing, <dude>. yeah. <laughs> like, yep. just zip it up close it up quick and i'm like you know you can't really see what's going on outside but mm-hmm. i'm like I, there might be a tornado really close yes. to me and you get a little bit of water that drips in through the top otherwise it's all good and then pretty soon you just open up that flap and it's like a disney movie you know <laughs> <laughs> the deer come out yeah. and you hear yeah. that little but- th- butterflies
0: like and yeah. little finches yeah. yeah no turkeys though yeah ever no mm-hmm. stupid turkeys <clears throat>
1: man, Yeah, turkeys i hate man. turkeys
2: Yeah, it's, like I was saying, that that whole tree line thing, man, they they are educated birds when it goes to public land. It's just nuts. It's pressure. Yeah, Yeah. and then the one day you go set up down here, they run across the field back and forth for an hour straight, Mm -hmm. where you're not. It's just like, come on. Yep. One of these days they'll fall in place. Maybe tomorrow. We'll see. (laughs)
1: Johnny and I were joking about this the other day. So, you know, back in the 1900s when, (laughs) when, when, I first started getting into bow hunting, uh, I watched a video called So You Want to Be a Bow Hunter. It was by HS Strutt. Yeah. And they also had one, So You Want to Be a Turkey Hunter. Uh, and, but I, th- that's one I of the things that they talk about. Thanks. <laughs> that's one of the things that they talk about is uh, just, you know, being mindful of having <clears throat> barriers between you and the birds because they can get hung up on some of the dumbest stuff, mm-hmm. you know so it's like but you in most places you can't avoid it you know you just got to take a chance and yeah
2: no i i I, I put a stock on one on sunday and god they they have x-ray vision man and i had to go into the worst spot it's just these tall stands of pine trees you know Mm -hmm. very open underneath those and i'm just like holding up against this tree like he won't see me he's got a couple small ones and i saw his head go behind the tree and you know, that's. I think I was telling you, Rick. I'm like, just because I can't see his head doesn't mean he doesn't have a good angle yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I got all to like here, and he just brings his head up, does that little cluck, you know, it mm-hmm. that, that little putt, and then he just,
1: whoop. I'm out. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm <laughs> out.
2: Oh, dang it. Here we go again. Yeah.
1: Stupid turkeys. <laughs> yeah.
2: Tis the season. It can't I all d- be like Matt Dykes and John Becker here. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah.
1: Dykes crushes me when it comes to turkeys. I don't even yeah. know. I don't even that blow what blows my mind about that is he does, I don't know, maybe kills twenty a year. Oh is god. Is that too many? I don't think so. And no. he's already and a spot in stock, bro. Like I've chased really? him all over South Dakota yeah. and
2: I cannot get I just ridiculous i'm mm-hmm. not sure if he's using a blind or what he stopped in just recently and we were asking him because he got off his little turkey tour and we're like you know yeah. one that stands out the most to you and um i think he obviously the oscillated you know that's yeah. to complete his world slam i think mm-hmm. or uh, yeah i think that's what one, it was one of the big slams but um then he's saying the osceola but i didn't even ask so you're telling me he's spotting stocks
1: to my knowledge that's and he takes poke shots too. Like he, he I need can to get better. He can launch. <laughs> Holy hell. So hopefully we can get him on the podcast sometime and he can elaborate Please a little explain. bit more on that. But yeah, he um, he does not get a near enough credit for, for what the skill set that, yeah. that he has because there's not a lot of people that can do that. And he just loves it. Like yeah. It's, yeah. he lives, eats, sleeps, and breathes it. And I i'm completely the opposite like everybody's getting all pumped up about turkey hunting and all i can think about is
2: fall (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, this is i think the only thing that bridges me to fall now i mean for 20 something years i don't know what i was doing but i mean i was we were doing food plots and whatever you do in the spring get ready for fall but i was just like ah, whatever birds but now this year you guys all know how i was i i actually had a not really a bet, but internally with like John, I'm like, I'm going to be the first person (laughs) in vapor trail to get a bird this year. And yeah, our buddy over at wildlife research sends us a text, I think opening day Yeah, that like his son got one, Tom Carroll. And then, uh, God, who else? I don't know. A A mound of people beat me before I could even, you know,
0: yeah, well, I think so, Dykes had sent a couple pictures, oh, yeah. so we Dykes knew he was. was done. Yeah, he was already done. <laughs> yeah. So and I know Mello was out. I don't know if he ever got his, but he was sending no. pictures too. And then Johnny shot his, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't think he did anything.
2: You just kind of, you just sent a picture of it being dead. I'm like, understood. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> understood. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm I, not good. <laughs> I was
1: so, I, I took Emma to like Lowe's or something. We I had to get pick something up, and I stopped the car and I. Just buzzed through my messages real quick and I saw I had one from Johnny and, and it said, uh, Turkey one, Johnny zero. <clears throat> and that was it. And I think that was a group text to all
0: of us. Yeah. Or, or maybe, I don't no, know. I think it was to you and Wood, I believe. Yeah. 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 So either
1: way, I was like, oh, bummer. And so I'm like, respond to him. I was like, oh, man, that's too bad. You know, I don't know, probably said something smart, smart algae yeah. or something. I don't know. And then, and then I checked the next message and here it's,
2: he's got a burn down. I was like, what? <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs>
0: two, two hours apart yeah so
2: because so, what happened there you had one come in or yeah
0: well when I came in I'd been scouting these birds all spring well not all spring probably you know three weeks worth of scouting uh, because we couldn't get into the field because of the snowpack oh, yeah you know so but the birds are pretty pretty religious out there on their patterns you just got to know which pattern it is they're on because it kind of changes you know every few weeks and uh, so I go sneaking in there on a Sunday afternoon to go hunting. I had a pretty good idea where they were going to be. So I just drove my truck down the shelter belt. And there's one little uh, two-track that cuts through to the back field. And I stopped my truck and snuck out and kind of just stuck my head in the field. And lo and behold, 75 yards down the field room in the tree line here is... Half a dozen toms, half a dozen hens are all out there just playing around. I'm like, oh, jeez, So I just backed up, pulled everything out of the truck quick, actually set up on the opposite side of the shelter belt from the field they were in so that I could shoot the two-track, belly crawled out, slapped my decoys out there, and then just backed my truck up 50 yards along the shelter belt and came back and jumped in the blind. and. You know, I was kind of looking with the binoculars and stuff. I couldn't see them. I didn't know if I spooked them off or if they just naturally went about their merry little way. And I was like, all right, whatever. So sitting there and, of course, you know, being an idiot, admit that wholeheartedly. You know, of course, I'm all in black, black hood, black gloves you know shirt everything like that so just being an idiot bored checking on things and just sitting there on my phone like this and and literally from here to the wall away comes two birds dropped down in full strut that i never even saw never nothing came cruising by the blind the one actually had to pick its claw up to go over The tie cord that I'd put down to stake the blind down so of course instead of having my bow in my hand I got my phone in my hand I'm like maybe I should just throw this stupid (laughs) turkey so uh so truth be told I you know completely airballed on that one that's why the message was Mm -hmm. you know turkey's one Johnny nothing is because I was totally Unprepared in the respect that I wasn't in the mindset for a shot. You know, I'm I'm not an Olympic archer. I may be an Olympic what? skier, but I'm not yeah, an Olympic okay. archer. Um, and I have my progression that I have to go through. And if I don't go through it, i there's no point in me even taking the shot. Even though I will, because I'm a dork that way. But <laughs> I know if I don't have my certain rhythm that I do to get comfortable to get down to my pin. Chances are it's not going to work out good. And just the whole fluster of, you know, literally having two 10-inch long beards, you know, three feet out of the blind with me not even having my bow in my hand. By the time I could drop my phone, slink down, grab my bow, get back up, realize they're still there, you know, and at that point the whole mental execution of, okay, John, do this do this do this yeah at that point in time it was more instinctive shooting where it's like (laughs) and just basically let the arrow go (laughs) so yep yep (laughs) you know but uh you know it was no harm no foul you know uh, it grazed the one uh as far as feathers i didn't catch anybody at all and uh they could care less they walked off naturally they never spooked they never putted they never nothing you know, and then it was probably, yeah, about two hours later, they just kept doing their big circle in the field where, uh, like I said, the hens, I actually saw the hens, they were coming up on the riverbank because where I hunt's right on the Mississippi, you guys know that, and uh, the hens were on the wrong side, and I knew the toms had to be with them, and I'm like, well, if I don't get the hens over here, the toms are going to go along that riverbank, and if they go along that riverbank, at least – For this moment, I'm not going to get a shot opportunity. You know, they'll circle around again. But for this pass, you know, I won't get an opportunity. So I laid on the hens and finally got one of the hens to answer me where we basically just got in a little, you know, chat ourselves. And finally she got pissed at me where she came across the field. And then it was probably – couldn't have been five minutes this time i was prepared for it i'm like if they came over here and as they were in my decoys the hens i kept on seeing the one that i was calling with she'd kind of look my way where the calls were coming and all of a sudden she'd go and kind of look Down the shelter belt line, and I'm like, Oh, I guarantee you, all six of them toms are coming down that line (laughs) on my side. So I already had my bow in hand and everything, and had kind of prepped myself that don't be an idiot, go through your mental progression, John, don't lose your mind. And yeah, it couldn't have been a couple minutes after that. I could just, before they broke into the opening, you could just see the top two, three inches of their fans where there was three, four of them in full strut just coming down the shelter belt line. I'm like,
2: So awesome
0: but the the, the only thing mind tingling about that is is you know now I've got at that point now I've got four hens and six toms ranging from three yards out of the blind to 17 yards out of the blind where getting to full draw I've hunted out of blinds enough I know I can do a backflip in there and they're not going to see me Mm -hmm. but it's still just you know, it's the mental games in your head where it's like, all right, I got like, you know, 20 some sets of eyes looking at me yeah. right now. Hmm. So, but yeah. they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Blind did what they were supposed r- to do. And fortunately, I did what I was supposed to do. <laughs> so, that's good job, that Johnny. Mm-hmm. Were you yeah. running a, a box call
2: to get that? way out there then or no
0: nah, just... i throw everything i can at them yeah. i i mean i do use box calls um i obviously use diaphragm calls yeah. slate calls i prefer slate calls when they're closer yeah. you know it's just because they're to me anyway they're not as overpowering
2: yeah you can get them pretty soft i know yeah. like diaphragms you can and that's only yeah that i run but again, yeah that shows To everyone how new I am, I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I don't know about an $80 box call. Uh, (laughs) Let's try, like, a Quaker boy for, like, 12 (laughs) bucks. or something. You know, I I know a, a box call is needed, though, because, you know, there's days, like, if Sam and I do go out, oh, my God, you can just get that out there. You know, just turn that box over and go. Otherwise, with the diaphragm, it's like... You're blowing your lungs off, and maybe the reed folds over wrong. It's like, yeah, hey, I just sounded really
0: stupid. So. Well, and I don't know if this is right or wrong. Again, this is Johnny's mind of turkey hunting is, to me, I've always been able to get a box call out there further, where if right. you got a bird two, 300 yards out, it just seems that that box call has got a little bit more – grit to it or amplification or i don't know what the you know what it it is but it just gets out there more where i tend to have a better reaction at those long distances uh you know and uh, again if you're really desperate need to get their attention if you really lay on a box call and just make it actually just really hard i mean it hurts your ear yeah. in the blind when you do that but again a turkey that's at a distance that it hasn't reacted to a mouth call it hasn't reacted to a slave call it hasn't reacted to anything it's so far out there just crank on that box call really hard well, once just to make sure if he actually is hearing you right you know and i've i've had birds respond to that yeah I've Killed birds doing that so i've so. run into
2: that plenty of times this year where they're out there mm-hmm. you know i'm sitting there with the diaphragm but i'm like doing like one of these things where it's like you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know hopefully he hears me because mm-hmm. i don't have a box call but yep. that was a mid-morning hunt too wasn't it
0: yeah well the when the first two came by that i missed uh that was yeah probably about 10 30 maybe yeah, 10 45 right. i think and, i was mm-hmm. sitting in a field yeah up around Cambridge yeah you were
2: and i was watching one yeah right around with 1800 hens and i'm like yeah i'm gonna pull one with no decoy yeah right and then (laughs) i
0: and then i think it was it was like two o'clock 230 when i shot that one yeah so Hmm. and there were birds around the whole time i mean as far as you know you talk about laying down taking a nap in the blind no matter what direction i looked for the entire time i was out there now granted some of them were at a distance that i couldn't do anything with or they were hens that had no toms with them so i wasn't gonna you know try to pester them too badly um, you know but it was exciting in the respect that I always had something going on so yeah that's sweet mm-hmm.
1: yeah and to, and to go back to like what you were talking about you know about like expensive calls and all that kind of stuff and um, you know folks feel free to uh, you know argue with me on this one I mean I, <laughs> I, I'm obviously not an expert in the field I got lucky twice so um but I've heard some jakes make some really ridiculous noises (laughs) where you're where I'm like, that could not have been a real turkey. It was. And then here he comes popping up over. I'm like, wow, that whole, you know what I mean? So I don't think that not being really good at calling could is necessarily going to hurt your chances. You know, agree wholeheartedly. uh, Just do it. You know, because I, when I first started turkey hunting, I was like scared to call. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm terrible at this. I don't know what I'm doing. You know? And so, but the the more time you spend out there, the more you hear the sounds that they make and you kind of start to understand. And then, uh, and again, I I used to run around and spend a ton of time in the turkey woods and I I don't as much anymore because I, my time is limited. So I try to, you know, put it in places where I enjoy uh, the hunt and that's not turkeys so much. (laughs) (laughs) I love hunting with my buddy Travis, you know, and so that's one of the big reasons why I like to, why I I try to just get out at least for a couple of days, you know, because it it is, and it's fun to listen to everybody's stories too. And, and heck, if I can get one, I mean, I got lucky and got one. Well, maybe I wouldn't say lucky, but I think it was, you know, we had a pretty good plan and we got it done last year. So that was pretty cool. I got my bird last year, Travis didn't, and then now we're vice versa this year. So, yep. Um, but either way, it's, I, once I get out there, it's always just super fun, you know. And I, I had the weirdest encounter this year with a, with a turkey. I, of all the times I've been out, it, this was very bizarre. So weather was terrible, like we had talked about before. Nothing was gobbling. I think we heard one gobble the first morning. That was it. Rain pretty much the entire time. So one afternoon, we are kind of coming out. And we're going, we're, we're going through these planted um, spruce trees, rows of these planted spruce trees, and there's, like, some openings here and there, you know, and, and some uh, open grass fields. And we're coming across, and all of a sudden Travis goes, what is that? And I look over, and you can just see, you know, it just looks like a trash bag just, like, sitting out there in the middle of the open. And uh, so we look in our binoculars, and we're like, man, it, we're debating. Like, he thought it was a, a turkey vulture. And I was like, yeah, it kind of does look like a turkey vulture. And it's just sitting there, this turkey or this bird just sitting there you know it's got its head tucked way back in the feathers you know so all you could see was just a little bit of its face and um then all of a sudden it kind of started to move a little bit and then it shook off and it was it was raining so you could you know it was kind of hard to see a little bit you know you had some of that rain in between us Mm -hmm. to where it kind of blurred him a little and anyway all of a sudden he starts to move i'm like my god that is a turkey (laughs) and i'm like how is it that he's still standing there? I mean, we're standing in a wide open looking through our binoculars at this thing. And I couldn't believe that it hadn't bolted yet, which was completely bizarre. I've never, you know, cause usually they see you before yeah. you see them. I yep. mean, by the time you get your binos up and you're looking through, they're them gone. And you find it. It's already gone. You mm-hmm. know? So <clears throat> anyway, so I'm like, we formulate a plan. I'm like, here, I'm going to get in these trees. And then you go back, you know, behind me 15 yards and call, see if we can get them to come by. And so we tried this out and nothing's really happening. And, he walks up to me and he goes, yeah, he's kind of walking away from us, but he's limping. And I was like, Oh really? And so then I get the binoculars on him again and he he's injured. I don't know what, you know, don't know what did it, but coyote, or if maybe he was shot at who knows, but he's just sitting there out in the middle of the open, you know, probably trying to make sure that he can see, you know, if something's coming at him, but he's just sitting out there in the wide open, not moving at all.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. And, Of course, you know, me being a terrible turkey hunter, we tried to formulate a plan and get on him and blew it and (laughs) it flew away and can't even kill a wounded turkey. So, (laughs) with a shotgun, no less. So, um, but it was crazy because he, it was chilling in this field and it was, there was, I mean, I don't know, there had to have been 20, um, 20 like bird poop spots or turkey poop spots all over the place. So he's just been hanging out in this open field (laughs) all day, you know. So just bizarre, one of the craziest things. Yeah, and it's weird. I, I wish I'd have killed them. That'd have been kind of cool. Say if a
2: coyote doesn't get them by next time you're up there. Yeah, you're gonna have to take care of them.
1: Yeah, we we try to go back. I I went back in there in the evening and and tried, but evenings are tough, man. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I wonder if it's even worth being out there.
2: That's <laughs> where I come in. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> in my experience, no. I mean, they're. Here and there, but man, every time I've sat this year for an evening hunt, it's just like, why am I here? Yeah, you know, like
0: evening I, hunts, you got to be between point A and point B, with point no B kidding. being the roost. Yeah, if you're anywhere else, you ain't gonna get them. I have the one spot where we found his
2: roost tree, and I'm like, I might, like, if I do anything, I'm setting up 10 yards from it. Mm-hmm. No kidding, like, no line mm-hmm. right under it because that's like <laughs> the only chance that would keep me out there in the mm-hmm. evening. Otherwise, no, I mean, I like. You know, I've seen them around that midday hour and whatnot, but mm, yeah. geez, I mean, evening's tough. I like going in the mornings. You can hear them. You can see where they are moving and everything, but yep. yeah, it, it's just awesome hearing them just go off. <laughs> they super far away from yeah. you, you know, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> and to also give myself a little credit here, I've hunted a lot of days, but that's the other thing. that I, I really do feel like, because when Sam was texting me today, it's like 11.30, Mm -hmm. those toms i think right like right now where we like early Mm mid-may i think right now you gotta be there after they're breeding like done breeding for the morning oh yeah because i don't know how many birds i could potentially kill if i could stay out there from like 10 to noon (laughs) but my shift starts at 10 so Mm -hmm. i'm hunting every single morning till about Mm -hmm. nine o'clock and kissing the buzzer you know on where i can be out there and it's like right at you know right when they're getting out of the roost good chance Mm -hmm. then from about then you know Six to eight, there's nothing. Mm. Then about eight thirty to nine, it's like, Johnny, uh, I've got one coming, but you know my car's that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I think that mid morning would be perfect, but it's like, God, they're just—they know when I leave. Yeah, I think they must like—they're probably talking to you guys. You guys Maybe. tell them I, I have to leave by 9, so they just into <laughs> to the field by 9? I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's just terrible. At, at 9.45, gobble right behind them. Yeah, I yeah. don't know that he's yeah. leaving and you're coming.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know I've been over here ba hum, humbugging turkey hunting this whole time, but I will say that it, it is a really cool opportunity to get kids out um, just oh, yeah. because – I've, you know, I've gotten coat out a couple of times. It's nice to be able to sit in a blind and, you, you know, if it's going to rain or something like that, you can, and then you can get away with the movement and everything. And I, I got my daughter out uh, mm-hmm. one day, which was kind of cool. You know, she's two and a half, you know, so I just figured, well, okay. So I got her Bluetooth headphones and put an iPad in her hand. She <laughs> yep. watched, a, watched a movie, you know, and again, it was an evening hunt. So, but, but still it was, it was, it was a ton of fun. You know, she was all excited to jump yeah. into a blind and, um, I, when I was packing everything up, like I, I look up and she's over there, like spinning the decoys, you know, and just like having a blast with them and, and then like holding them and petting them and stuff. And uh-huh. like, well, I don't know if that's good, but, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, so there's that, you know, yeah. like it, when she comes of age where she'll, you know, be able to tolerate it more and hopefully she enjoys it. I, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't, that is what it is, but that'll definitely get me in the woods a lot more
2: yeah and I think like you're saying for kids I mean turkey hunting is a, a definitely easier way to go yeah I mean oh you, for sure you know, it's decent weather like today mm-hmm. I mean the mornings suck I mean Jeremiah <laughs> was saying like his daughter she's not so sure about you know a.m. Yeah. but it's yeah. like I can get behind that but yeah. I mean if you can nail down a spot like you've got you know mm-hmm. where you can go out there at nine instead you know that helps but yeah it's way easier you know if you have to, you just fall down in the blind and take a nap. Yep. I've done that. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. nice deer hunting. It's just like, oh, how cold are we going to get today? Yeah. Hopefully I don't fall out of the tree. Yeah. You know,
0: <laughs> no, it is great for getting the kids involved. I mean, that's how I got Sarah involved. Yeah. And, oh, you yeah. know, some of her hunts when she was really young before she was shooting a bow, I mean, they were priceless hunts. I had a blast, you know, and it got her hooked on it where, you know, once she was old enough to shoot a bow, she did. And, all of a sudden, she started killing more turkeys than I did for a few years. So, in fact, she's upset with me for the bird I killed this year because I didn't even tell her <laughs> oh, I was right. going. I just packed up that day and went out all by myself. So, when I shot it, she's like, You didn't even tell me you were going turkey in. and I'm like, Yeah, because you would have shot it then. Yeah. It's dad's turn to kill a turkey this year, kid. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: she had last year.
0: Yeah, she got that one last year. Get out of here. So, <laughs> yep, exactly. My turn. Yeah. So, yeah, we didn't. It, when
1: I first moved here is kind of when I started to get into doing some of the turkey hunting and stuff and where I grew up, up in, you know, Polk County in Crookston, I didn't, I'd never even seen a turkey. I didn't know turkeys were even wild in Minnesota mm-hmm. when I was growing up, you know, and they were reintroduced. I think, I don't, know, and somebody can fact check me on this, but I, I imagine it was sometime when I was in college, probably the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And now they're thriving up there. I see them all the time. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, man, that would have been cool. You know, as I was growing up. Cause you know, everybody was goose hunting and duck hunting, and I wasn't really into that. You know, I'd like to walk trails and grouse hunt stuff like that from time to time, but um, you know, just never had the opportunity for
0: turkey hunting. It just
1: didn't really exist up there. No.
0: Yeah, and your but, time period's yeah. about right. It was early two thousands, late ninety, early two thousands that did a concerted effort to yeah transplant some birds yep. up there and did really well. Yeah, obviously. Well. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I see them. But not as not as much
1: as I see in down here. Well, no, no. That's also could be just because I don't know. You know, there's so many open fields up there. It's all farm fields and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they're probably isolated in groups in the woods and stuff like that. Got a lot of wolves up there too.
2: Yep. And I was trying to look it up, but for whatever reason, I can find when they were unsuccessfully reintroduced up there. (laughs) But Mm. I'm not finding when they put them back up there. But.
1: Well, I know winters are really tough. Yeah, you know, for them up there, and I think, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, just the one, that one year they started, they they survived a the winter
0: and they they well, adapted. Well, when was the big flood too? That was early '90s, wasn't that it? That was 97. '97. '97. Because 90. I know, I can't remember if they had started at that point, but I know there were a lot of areas, wildlife areas, that obviously they were underwater for yeah. how long and how deep that, you know, that impacted a lot oh. of that stuff. So yep. I don't know if that if that the case in turkeys, but Could it be. wouldn't shock me. Yeah. I mean, the one or two they had up there, if they didn't have inner <laughs> tubes, they were dead. So. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: Floating turkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, was,
0: that was a crazy deal there. Yeah. That was... I got out of school to
1: sandbag. Yeah. To put up sandbag walls. The river was right in my backyard.
0: That's was my this? company yeah. I worked for sent us up there to go do the same thing. Yeah. So. Was mm-hmm. this the Red River?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the okay. Red river. yeah. Wow. That must have been pretty full. Oh, dude. Done. It was, it, it, was it, got the,
1: it got to the point where, so what you do is they lay down this, like, you know, plastic, right? And then you start stacking sandbags up, you know, but you got to start with a row a 7 and then 6 then 5 you know you got to build you know you Glad can't you just stack it, them yeah <laughs> yeah you can't we're just rookie. stack them one on top of each other they're not going to do anything and then what they do is and they pull the plastic over the top right well there was a point where there was there was a, a line of people like holding that plastic up cuz the water was starting to come over the sandbags mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was a cuz there was a ice dam uh yeah. on a bridge just outside of town and so they had cranes in there where they were just like you know, they said these big, huge, like, I-beams on the end of them, and they were just trying to bust up that ice yeah. and try to try to get the water yeah, moving. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the whole thing just breaks through, and we just watched the water drop, like, a foot instantly, and then it slowly started to recede. It was crazy. Yeah. Sheesh. What I missed <clears> out <throat> on, man. Yeah, and I was just a little tight. Now it's
2: global warming. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: always been like that, though. Every year up yeah. there, it, there's always this fear of, flooding and the house i grew up in now they ripped it down they tore down all those houses on that block built up the levees um
2: well i missed the halloween blizzard though too like i, I missed all this uh, oh that was a riot yeah like you guys had some fun stuff
0: mm-hmm. uh-huh <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. not me 30 inches of snow in 24 hours oh my god
2: it was our definition yeah.
0: of fun but it was, it was fun ridiculous so yeah
1: Mm-hmm. I used to shovel, that was my job, to shovel the sidewalks, man. And I remember throwing snow, like, way up. And then we had to have, like, people would put these little um, bright foam balls on the antenna of their car. Oh, yeah. And you could just see those things going by, like, <laughs> just above the snow banks. Yep. Just because otherwise you couldn't see if a car was coming. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you walk out in the street. And get we
2: it almost got to stuff. that point this year. I swear to God. Like, at least Anoka oh, County, so- they were so slow on clearing these, like, the side roads. Like, yeah the hell are you doing? Like, I'm halfway out in the intersection just to see if one guy's coming from the right.
0: Right. Yeah, right. some of the back roads, by stop signs and stuff like that, it was like, all right, stop, and just slowly eke out a foot, a foot, just to see if anybody's coming.
2: Yeah. I, so I can't imagine back then, my God, when it actually snowed. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of snow. Yeah. It so. was,
1: and it snows up up there where I grew up a lot more than it does down here. Yeah. Right. You know? Yep. Um, I think it was... God, wasn't even that long ago. It was two weeks ago or something like that. I think they got a couple, five, six inches of snow up there. We didn't get nothing down here, thankfully. I think it just rained. It was probably those two days it rained while I was turkey hunting. Yeah, it was. They got snow up there. It was. was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
2: I'm glad because uh, I put those shovels away after that one day. <laughs> when, when there was literally no chance I could make it into work, I said, I'm done with this winter, man. I threw those shovels in the back. I said, done.
0: Well, wait a minute. Where were you when we got the 20 inches of snow that I had to plow the sidewalk oh, over man, there? I was
2: sitting in Mexico. That's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we so, yeah, cry me a river, yeah. pal. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I was. <laughs> And Sonata was amazing. <laughs> sitting, sitting in the
1: nice weather, and then what do I do to go on vacation? I go up north where it's even colder. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Swing a hammer at some hot steel.
0: <laughs> good, good planning on your part. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful weather. Hmm. Oh, yeah. mm, cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So, what's your game plan, Turkey? On the rest here, your- what are you going to try to? Other than kill. I don't
2: know. I didn't wake up this morning. You, you I, get... I woke up at 310 and I was just like, man, do I go to Cambridge? Do I go to my other spot where I've been fighting that dude? Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know where to go, man. And and even if someone was to be there or not be there, yeah. there is a new car there now where I'm like, how many birds are going to get killed out there? That spot is amazing because there's like three hens to, you know, four, well, Let's just say it's a three to one ratio, toms to hens. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a really good ratio. Up in Cambridge, it's like reverse. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really bad where it's good in one respect if you can get all those hens in. Yeah. But this spot where I had that one the one day where that guy came in and busted me, it's like I can be I can pretend to be a hen and these toms just come right in. Yeah. So I wanna be there. But it's like, okay, how many are dead now? (laughs) Yeah. So I mean I don't know if it's really worth me wasting a morning there. Mm-hmm. It's a shorter drive, so of course I wanted to do. I want to do that, but
0: right. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm but, not sure. I, <laughs> it, get get past this weekend and see what happens on the promised land, and maybe drag you two out there. And right. Yeah. See, I mean, see what kind of chaos like we said, can create.
2: I'm not trying to be the stubborn guys. Just and I don't know. I don't want to be like public land hunter. Like, whatever. I just. I don't know. I want to do it and try and do it myself. So mm-hmm. show I can do it. Yeah, but, dude. Uh, she's tough. So, <laughs> Well, um,
0: public land or private land, you still got to execute. Right. You still well, got to take the shot and hit the bird. So I'm
2: just thinking, like, if I had a weekend, but, you know, I have. It's just I have some personal stuff going on. So it's mm-hmm. just like every day that I get a chance to fully be out there, it's like, I got to go do this now. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when the birds come out. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, if I could just have a full day mm-hmm. to sit out there. Be mint, but I don't know. I am bouncing between those two public spots, but yeah, I don't know. I I'd, I'd mm-hmm. like to try an evening hunt, I guess, underneath that roost. Otherwise, I have a game plan in my pocket where I get up like I did today, instantly leave, get out there four in the morning, literally set up in the woods where they roost, mm-hmm. risk it all. I guess. I <laughs> just hope. I mean, because <laughs> uh, uh, the other thing is, like, the guys that have been hunting this other spot, yeah, they're not going near as far as I am. I'm going to the back corner, you know, way back in there, and which is dumb because it's not like turkeys hide themselves like deer. You yeah. know, like when we're out west, like you got to walk a long ways where you might find something. Turkeys tell everyone where they are. Yeah. But every time I've had people, they're not even close to where I am and where they are. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I think that's the plan right now. A morning hunt is going to be way in there, right underneath them, yeah. land on me you know mm-hmm. and if they, if they don't then I, i'm throwing my hands up then <coughs> maybe an evening it. hunt then eventually private <laughs> 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 and just uh tip my cap uh-huh. so yeah
1: yeah season F's coming up here pretty quick 17th don't yeah. remind me so that's when it opens back up again for me and i don't know see if i can make a few things happen i get some options I don't know, like yeah. I was telling Johnny too, I thought about talking to Nathan and see because a morning um hunt, yeah. like during the week I could probably pull off weekends don't work, uh yeah, but <clears throat> um you know, and then you know my buddy Charles you know he's he offered to take me out, you know during the f season too, so and there's good chance i'll I'll get one he's He's called in several birds for me, and I always choke. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but with the shotgun, I was going to say
2: not with the shotgun though.
1: No. And um, I don't know. He might not let me use one though. Cause yeah. Just because yeah. cause that's his, he, that's his thing too. He, he wants to do it with the bow. I
2: mean, so like I said, I, the <coughs> shotgun, this, these spots have been, you could you could take out. I don't know where you've been going. Like I know where you've been going, but I don't know how it is up there. Are the birds pretty? Heavy up there, or you just got to find the right spot. There's there's
1: a good amount of there's a good amount of birds, but there's also a lot of pressure too, Ah. you know, because it's it's public. But, um, you know, again, I killed a bird last year. Travis killed a bird this year. Uh, you know, and Jeremiah, you know, he he's familiar with the area, yeah, and he doesn't hunt it, but he's got other spots, you know. Right, but he you know he's always asking me too. He's curious about how you know if I'm seeing a lot of hunters. And honestly, I don't see very many hunters at all. Uh, you know, I'll see him kind of parked in some spots but then it's also an area where a lot of people just go out and camp yeah you know because the campgrounds aren't open yet and so and people like to get out really early yeah. and so we came across you know probably four or five vehicles they weren't even there hunting they were just there camping you know they really? just park their vehicle and then they hike in you know That's 30, cool. 30 40 yards and just pitch a tent you know so there's that too but so i i don't know you know they were just gobbling like crazy last year. And then um, even during like the last season, I tried to take Coda out and I was able to call some birds and then I, I, I blew it because I didn't estimate how far away they were and we ended up just setting up right underneath them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, you know, they I busted them out of the roost. And so that was pretty much the end of that. But I mean, it was end of the season, you know, and they were still making noise and still plenty of birds out there. So, mm-hmm. right. um, you know, I, I could probably go out there again too and, and, and give a crack at it. And there's a couple other public spots up by me where if I could get out there in the morning, they might produce something as well. But again, I don't know. The public land, that's tough, man. There's a lot mm-hmm. of pressure. So just, it, you got to be really good at calling, I think. There's that. And then just understanding should I put a decoy out? Should I not put a decoy out? Yep. I just don't have enough experience to really know which decision to make. It seems like right. every decision I make is the wrong one. Well, <laughs> yeah. And I feel truth that. of the
0: matter is, even if you do know, they can change your mind so quickly right. that you do the right thing and it still doesn't matter. Right. So, yeah. so
1: I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure even the best hunters run into issues like that but oh, yeah. at the same time. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, still time spent out in the woods too. Oh yeah. So. I
2: wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm-hmm. I think about the only time you the... get to clear your head and yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. that's nice, good de-stress. You know, exactly out there.
1: Yeah, I got to try to get my wife out more too, because she she hates like she's just got something with birds. She's not a unless it's an owl. Mm-hmm. She wants an owl. She would love to have a pet owl. <laughs> Other than that, she hates all birds. Perfect. <laughs> she, they can die. Perfect. Okay. So
2: yeah, well, I think turkeys right up her alley. Yeah.
1: I did get her out the one time out at Nathie's. Oh, we didn't yeah, that's see any, right. We just didn't see any birds that one morning. Yep. But, um, yeah, I got her in the, the old Sika ninja suit, and <laughs> nice. we sat in the blind one morning. It was fun. <laughs> Hopefully we can do it again. It's just with Emma being the age that she is, it's a little, it's a little tough. You yeah. Know? We don't, she doesn't have grandparents to watch her either, so we have to rely on our sisters, and mm. we only have one apiece up here. So. Yep. Yeah. She's busy with shiny objects. Oh yeah, shiny objects. Here we go. Totally, almost forgot about that. Uh oh. So yeah, every episode, yeah, every episode we're gonna have a a segment called Shiny Objects, and I'm kind of stealing this from a from another podcast that I listen to, Um, but uh, I thought it was kind of a cool thing to get on top of. We can you know talk about whatever whatever cool thing that's come out, whether maybe, maybe it's not so cool, but just whatever. And hopefully it's archery related. doesn't have to be, what's but, the bugs? Mm-hmm. uh, so I've got a few things, but Hollywood, I know you kind of got a little bit of a list there. So what do you, what, what's your current it. shiny <laughs>
2: object? I don't know. Well, I, well <laughs> <laughs> it, it runs into yours. I mean, the, uh, the big thing that was released in the last week, at least on some of the socials, is Easton's, what the heck do they call it, their uniform spine or something like that? Acucarbon. Carbon. I mean, they've been running Carbon for a while, but I think they're, are you Googling it?
1: Yeah, I'm looking it up just to make sure that we get the terminology right. I want to
2: say they're trying to essentially say you don't need to worry about spine with their arrows. And
1: Not so much about spine, but being... Indexed or spine
2: aligned. Yeah, on their arrows. But I mean, sorry, Matt Stavarius, but I've been shooting Easton for a while. (laughs) (laughs) And I still do it all the time. There's still, I don't know, it doesn't really make me that much better. I don't know, but there's Mm -hmm. still a spine there that I can find on a, a, what do you want to call it? Little dial caliper or, yeah. you know, the, mm-hmm. the there's a little, there's a little bit of a hump there. Yeah. yeah. sometimes too. when I, f- yeah, when I find that I index it every single time, fletch my arrows to it, tune my broadheads to that. I mean, then I'll play with knock tuning if the arrow needs, you know, if it's still flying a little goofy, but, um, you know, maybe I missed the spine exactly with mm-hmm. the component tree that I'm using, but I still always index on my east Ends. And again, mm-hmm. whether that really Got me my 350X. Who knows? I mean, right. you got to be able to shoot a bow first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the reason why they're bringing it up, though, is because Victory is pulling ahead. Um, Matt Stavarius. Uh, <laughs> 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 they're doing really well, at least um, in the pro shop here. Um, we sell probably 3 to 1, 4 yeah. to 1. I was going to say 4 to 1. I mean, there's a lot of Victory going out the door, and I I think a big thing is, you know, social media has got Victory hyped up pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. people like Crispy doing the YouTube comparison videos. You've got, I don't know, there's DIY, Bell Hunter, you know, Precision, mm-hmm. whatever, Precision archer. I don't know. There's Adams. Inside Out Precision. Precision. That's oh. what it is. You know, all these YouTube guys are running Victory stuff here or there. We're mentioning it. I think it helps. But, like, Rick and I were saying, it helps. They – Victory comes with it spine aligned. Right. So it cuts out having to do the extra work of, okay, now I need this extra tool or machine and there's different ways. I'm sure at home you can find the spine, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I mean, at least for us, Botex, like up front helping a guy, you don't have to do any spine alignment stuff with victories. You literally just peel and right out of the box, they're already spine aligned and indexed. Um, whereas the Ends, who knows, Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're getting just set up air shafts now, we have to index all those ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas victory, they come indexed. You can just flesh them right to it. Boom. You're done. Yep. So I think they're trying to be relevant again. Cause I, I referenced that to our rep for Easton, Brad, I was just like, you know, I've shot Easton a lot, mm-hmm. you know, for most of my career. Um, and I really love them, but I just, the sales aren't really there right now. Like everyone you see on social media is running Victory. Yep. And I don't know. I mean, maybe the component stuff helps. That uh, Victory is selling a lot of, you know, different components with them. But I know Easton is starting to do that. And I don't know. I think that might just be why they brought it up. It's just, you know, hey, look, you know, we can do, here's our spine. Don't need to worry about it. Yeah. Right. But, and I know they're, the way they're doing their carbon is a little bit different too. They're not doing a, I think the normal traditional is like a weave or a wrap where Easton's doing pole-trusion, they call it. Yeah. Basically pulling out the carbon. But um, that's my biggest thing right now. I'm just like, I don't know. I still index them, still run it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it, again, really makes a huge difference. But yeah. I guess now I, we, we could find out.
1: I mean, if it's if it's true, uh, you know, and I can't, you know, obviously it'd be interesting to find out, like, at what point did they start doing that? Because yeah. I've got injections. They don't make those anymore. And the only, and I'm still sh- I've got like four dozen of them because I <laughs> bought a ton of them way back in the day, and well, I, I say way back in the day I don't maybe f- six seven years ago something like that, <clears throat> but um, you know they definitely have you know they have an indexing point whereas you know you would want to have everything lined up properly you want to have them all indexed properly so they come out of the bow the same, and if if they're newer arrows or you know. Are what they say it is and, and it's acucarbon I, I don't know if that's what I said before but yep. uh, acucarbon uniform spine is what they call it and if that is the case I mean that's awesome yeah uh, you know but at what point did they start doing that and then how, how do we how can we I want to test it I want to find right. out yep. you know yeah because
2: um, I'm not super knowledgeable on it I just know I saw their thing and I didn't really read a ton into it but if that's what they're essentially that's how I'm taking mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. you know I mean I've got some fresh 4-mil long range arrows I got last year and I still indexed all those there was still mm-hmm. a spine on one side and the other the weak and strong and right in between there's mm-hmm. nothing this yeah. soft spot so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not really sure where they're going with it but
1: mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see I mean I I do like that they're made in the USA that's a that's a big Yeah that's um, huge um, that's a big selling point I mm-hmm. think yeah. and I think it's smart for them to to hit that uh, as far yes. as the market goes, you know, but again, you know, we'll just have to see, I, I have, I have no need to buy any more arrows for a really long time <laughs> still. So I'm just going to keep shooting my old injections for as long as I can. You know, um, I just, you know, at this point in my life i find a setup that works good and i'm just gonna stick with it you know i i yeah. used to really, really love to get a new setup and and tinker but now i just don't simply just don't have the time
0: R- really both of you guys saw my bow in the last couple of weeks. yeah yeah Who, who's stuck on their ways yeah, yeah. <laughs> well
1: well if don't i didn't have
0: always be tinkering
2: <laughs> if,
1: if i didn't have to keep pulling the arrow rest off my bow for r&d yeah. purposes i, oh, I wouldn't have to i'm going on tuning like number 12 now of tuning my bow because i have to keep pulling it off there yeah in the last two months D stuff <laughs> again to johnny's
2: point yeah work in the archery industry you get to hunt a lot yeah but work in the archery industry in a manufacturer standpoint yeah you'll be test moving and testing your setup yeah. every month mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. like, yeah oh what do we got this week okay mm-hmm. let's yeah. take this apart retune yeah it's it's kind of a joke but
0: yeah that, that's how i keep my bow in one piece is because mm-hmm. he's possibly gonna r&d on a bow yeah. that old leave it at all. yep don't have to worry exactly about it. we'll be fine john
1: <laughs> what's your shiny object johnny
0: oh gosh shiny object ultra view stable <laughs> i know it's 13 percent 13 i yeah. i love marketing i love statistics <laughs> it's fun when they put them both together so yeah. but in all fairness i would like to explore that you know
2: Oh, 100%. Yeah, you're so... T- you're so, talking the vibration and
0: yeah, 13%? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, so UltraView just came out with a new set of stabilizers, and um, some of the stuff that Archery Letdown uh, put out there just had me cracking up. Oh, uh, I, was, oh I haven't even seen them. I, I love him that guy. Again, but. They come out with tubes that are more tubier. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that on Archery Talk. Tubier <laughs> of the
0: tubiest or something yeah. like that. Uh,
1: but anyways, um, and not to dog on UltraView because they make no, fantastic they, yeah. products. Yeah, no, they're good um, guys. Great products. Love the sights. Love mm-hmm. the releases. Mm-hmm. But it's you know it's just one of those things. So th- the weight system is clever. Yeah, I do like mm-hmm. that. Isn't it a
2: snap in almost sort of thing, or it's just like a well, quick weight? It's, yeah, it's
1: just your th- the threads are integrated into the weight. Right. So you're not having to deal with one long bolt or a short bolt or what they're just my daisy chains.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah. and and uh, you know, uh, you know, aside from that though, I don't, I don't know, you know, uh, what serious advantage you're gonna get. You know, the the statistic of 13 percent stiffer is that what they claim? I think
2: it was just vibration. Yeah, vibration. Vibration, because then true ball came back. Not trying to start a fight here, but <laughs> <laughs> it <mean, laughs> came ding. out like a day later He said days, she said, you know, we have less vibration or something, you know, and it's just right one after yeah. another, oh, mm-hmm. you sent me that what was it that you said, yeah, that that was, you're talking the true ball one, yeah, yeah, it's it's like we have less vibration or something like that, I mean they're just going back and forth right now where
0: um, wow, we talk way too much about turkeys when, okay, unless I'm watching birds. <laughs> <laughs> Bird watcher. Yep. Yeah. Less vibration. Okay. Thousand yeah. uh, dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just
2: R and D on their less vibration. Yep. But my big thing with Ultra View, where I just I can't help but laugh, is every one of us we're right in it. You know, every one of the stabilizer manufacturers, whether it, it True Ball, Quattro, um, Stokerized. Yeah, stokerize yeah, to be clear You're welcome. with everyone. Uh uh UltraView, it's always like ultra high modular carbon or modulus carbon It's like you realize everyone's using UHMC, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what we're, uh, <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. like and then even uh the guy who sh- shall be unnamed when he started doing a new stabilizer setup, I think, with Levi, um, he said the same thing. they
0: were, on that note, John's going to go piss.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> UV
1: stabilizer is a high-performance stabilizer that delivers precision in every shot and power in every ounce. 13% stiffer. On average, yes, is 13% stiffer than um, bars with similar diameters. Because that's what I wanted to look at. Because like, we could come out and say that our stabilizer is 20% stiffer than, you know, than just a raw tube yeah what are you comparing it against? you know what i mean it, so you, again specifically what are we talking about yeah. so that's where those numbers kind of make you giggle a little bit just because there's so many other factors i feel like right. that are involved um and so you know stiffness is definitely something that people want you know lightweight all those kinds of things. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, again, going back into the marketing side of things, you know, I'm sure they'll do well on them. Um, oh, just guaranteed. them yeah. being who they are. So you know, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you uh, expand into that market, Johnny? So when I was looking at this, it does say uh, it says on average UV stabilizers 13% stiffer. And so again, to your point, I suppose that probably plays into some vibration of some yeah, sort. Yeah,
0: absolutely by what metric are they basing that number and off of That was the same thing that I, I know, said to uh, you know
1: you know once yeah. we put in some proprietary you know yeah. ground you know ground up cornflakes that we pour in there
2: <laughs> there's just more to beer man Yeah. <laughs>
1: and those numbers are they add some relevance yes. to the advantages of the product but
0: yeah. No yeah. I mean it's it's Beautiful marketing, and again, great company. I don't want to yeah. make it sound like I'm bashing on Ultraview. I think they're great guys, great company. But it's just always cute whenever a new product comes out like that. And yeah, they have some tested metric that they throw out there. That uh, again, what's your baseline? Thirteen yeah. percent better than what? Right? Right. You know, you you didn't have a stabilizer before. Correct. Am I wrong on that? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm correct. Okay. So, but so you were comparing that to what? Yeah. What or who's? Yeah. What exactly? That's the other yeah. question. Is you know, did you line up every single stabilizer in the market and you just rounded off that thirteen percent was you know the stiffness better than all of them out there? Yeah.
2: So you all better bet we might be testing that. Yeah. At I'll, least I would love to. Yeah. I mean, maybe not ultra view specifically, but I know. Uh-huh we've got other companies that we've looked at to test. So, yeah. I mean, it's just what you do in this industry, but Oh yeah. it'll be interesting to see how much stiffer it, stiffer It's just as
0: important to know as much about other people's products as it is your own. Yeah. So, 100%. Mm-hmm. That's
2: how we better ourselves. Yep. And
0: 100%. <laughs> um,
2: okay, so
1: So what's
0: grand in your gears? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing's grinding my gears right now um I but I and I because I am really excited here's a shiny thing that I want to talk about and uh-huh. I had didn't have a whole ton of involvement with this it was mostly hollywood and and Rory maybe I should let him talk about it but our brand spanking new oh. vapor trail Aero customizer we just reviewed it yesterday uh, just to go over you know some things with it make sure that All of the details are there that are necessary and in my um, nitpicky way I found a few things that I felt should you know um, should get changed you know probably splitting some hairs here and there but I also Mm -hmm. think it's pretty important that uh, we're accurately portraying the service that we can provide and so um, I'm trying to see if I can bring it up here but I don't know if I'm logged into the right account I'm guessing well, not, the by the looks of
0: that.
2: I will say that yes, there is a chance that I might be building people's homes <coughs> now. Mm. We will um. see. But yeah, it's exciting. Um right now, I mean, we're gonna be dealing with Victory and East in the most. Um and it's gonna come with let's see, we have wrap options, vein options mm-hmm. from most of the big vein manufacturers. Um that are I mean there's so many now. They're yeah. as bad as stabilizers. I mean, there's so many veins. I didn't realize it until, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just insane. It's nuts. Uh, so the main big guys, uh, we do have uh, obviously other knock options if you want different colors. Um, I mean, it's all about customizability mm-hmm. you know, being the most, you know, biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and again, two biggest arrow lines.
1: Right now, what it looks like, we've got, one, two, nine different victory arrow options, uh, five Easton options, and then obviously different spines in all of those. Yep. Yep. Um, You can have them cut to length. Uh, You can have us glue in your inserts, and you can choose either hot melt or two-part epoxy. Uh, We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different wrap colors, and then I think with those colors we're going to have a, a design like a specific like vapor trail mm-hmm. design option with that. I think that was it though, right? Just one design for now. I thought that's You're talking what it about was. The wraps? Yeah,
2: yeah. And I don't know if I left it out just because I didn't know if we wanted to throw that Easter egg in there. But um, the veins on those veins will have some VT branded ones. Oh yes, yep. that's possible um, um, coming soon.
1: Yeah, and then you have your choice between three fletch. Four fletch. You've got um, okay. AAE options, boning options, flex fletch options, mm-hmm. and vein colors. We're running one, two, three, four, five, six, seven colors. Well,
2: there could be more to come because I know that thing's still under the works. Yeah, yeah. There's
1: a few here, but because um, I don't see white, well, there I see it. So several options and colors. <coughs> You'll be able to pick your primary color, your secondary color. Um, vein angle will have right offset, left offset, and several different degrees, and also helical left and right. You already talked about knock options. We're going to either uh, allow or we're going to offer spine alignment or indexing as an option. <coughs> if you don't want to do that, you can just roll the dice.
2: <laughs> oh, that. Roll the dice. That's
0: a great phrase. <laughs> Ugh, I need to get a drink of water here. Have fun turning
2: your knocks, boys. Mm-hmm. It's really not too bad, though. I mean, usually these days, as long as you're running the right setup, it's not that bad. Yeah. Right,
1: Three-point options: 75 grain, 100 grain, 125 grain, and then you've also got a lightning speed option to get them expedited out within a couple of days. I'm sure you're gonna love that one, Hollywood. When <laughs> yeah. you get those orders, come glue wrapped around <coughs> my head. Mm-hmm. Heck, you yeah. might even get some here come this summer. You know, you'll get an order
2: two, or three days before a TAC event or something. Yeah, oh, guarantee. You. Stat. Well, I mean, last last year, being the first year that we opened the pro shop, we had you know one guy just jump in here because again, we're Vapor Trail, we can make strings. He jumps in here and he's like, "Yeah, I'm leaving to New, to, uh, New Mexico tomorrow, tomorrow morning." I'm like. And, yeah. you know, and I've been waiting six years for this elk tag. I'm like, <laughs> and you need a string. Uh, I mean, so it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Whether it's TAC or the same dude, Yep. you know, it's like, my God, you can't prevent, you know, your string blowing up, but yeah, you had months to prepare for your arrows, buddy. Right? Yep. You know, right now.
1: Be ready for it. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. So the arrow customizer, we're pretty excited about that. Rory's been working real hard on it and uh it looks pretty good so excited for that excited out. for it
2: yeah mm-hmm. excited and nervous <laughs> mm-hmm. nervous because <laughs> let the uh fun begin yeah <laughs> rightfully how so orders, how many orders are we gonna get right off the bat
1: right on well i think that hit it i think we hit everything on there uh we'll have to get to the next section that w- i had on the docket for next time because yeah. it's yeah getting to be We've that We talked time. way
2: too much about how we can't kill birds. Yeah. Rick do. and I.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. Not Johnny. So
2: Johnny invented turkey hunting. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, not quite that good. <laughs> Didn't exist
1: until then. Yeah. He might have had a he might have had a role in making sure it wasn't the nat- national bird just so that we could <laughs> haunt them.
0: Yeah. I don't know, if you want to go back to the double bull days where we started this conversation, trust me, there's plenty of guys here that will explain to you how I be, used to be real bad at this. Oh. So
1: <laughs> I thought it all started, I thought it went way back to Ben Franklin. but uh, Well, anyway. the,
0: yeah. same time, Franklin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Holy cow, isn't it weird to say that you were born in the 1900s? Like, doesn't it just, I mean, I don't know. I hear somebody I'm, say, like, kids will say that, like, whatever, old man. You were born in the 1900s. i <laughs> like, jeez.
0: And then I laugh at them and walk away. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I can drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't know what there you go. I just <laughs> sweep the leg. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, all right. Well, hey, thanks, everybody, for joining us. If anybody has any questions or suggestions, I'm interested in being a guest on The Range podcast. You can reach out to me on IG at ricky.wayne80 uh, or shoot a message through Trail IG, Facebook, or YouTube. And, of course, you
2: can always find uh, Hollywood at, on the old Instagram, Jake JakeIvy3, uh, and Facebook, Jake Iverson, with Hollywood in parentheses. There you go. What
1: about you, Johnny? Do you want anybody to be able to find you, or are you like, Steve, it's a ghost?
2: Uh, well, No,
0: it ain't a ghost, but I honestly couldn't tell you what my screen name is pretty sure it's just my name so i think it's just <laughs> Bet- oh yeah. you want to find me look up john betker there you yeah. go yeah so. <laughs> awesome. definitely find him on facebook with that yeah <laughs> as far as i know yeah <laughs> all
1: right sure. well with that we're gonna pack up our bows and arrows and we're gonna leave the range have a good day everybody see Thank y'all. you see ya. VaporTrail is now offering an exclusive discount to the range podcast listeners. Enter promo code TRP15. That's TRP15 at checkout for 15% off VTX bowstrings and Vapor Trail and Stoke branded t-shirts, hats, and other gear.